0: Wait a minute, I hear something! Dr. to Dr. Loopy! Blueberry to Dr. Loopy! Dr. Yeah! Hey, here's an idea. How about we make a movie, and let's take, uh, part of the exorcist, and Nightmare on M Street and Carrie and Phantasm and put it all together yeah that's what we got here folks welcome back to Dr. Movie and uh following up with Prom Night we got Prom Night 2 which is called Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2 and uh yeah this pretty much is everything I just described Kind of a fever dream of a movie, but it's pretty dang awesome. Came out in 1987. It's considered a horror slash crime movie. I don't I don't know where we get the whole crime thing, but okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, this is a this is a fun one. Let's see if I can read all this. Decades after a promiscuous teen Mary Lou Mahoney dies during a prank gone wrong. She returns as a spirit uh, out for revenge and eager to punish the culprit. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> This movie's kind of bonkers, folks. I mean, if you think about the things I just told you, right? Take a slice of The Exorcist, throw it in here. You take take the dream sequences from Nightmare on the Street 1 2 maybe a dash of 3 in there you take some uh, scenes that look like they're lifted straight off a of phantasm yeah I mean so really if you're a horror fan this movie hits all the right buttons and in an entertaining way that's the other thing is not only are you getting kind of fed things that you already enjoy but you, it, it's done in such an entertaining way you can't help but like it and you get a heavy dose of Michael Ironside right so you can't go wrong there so why to watch it's intense scary and suspenseful I don't know about all that it's fun and entertaining full of inventive effects and performances are surprisingly well scripted yeah I mean the effects are as good as anything that come out in this time period uh, that's also very surprising. Here's another one. That says prom night two provides some nice jump scares, which it does. It pulls one straight out of Shock by Mario Mario Bava, Lamberto Bava. Well, that's Mario Bava. Lamberto uh, kind of directed some of it. Um, lots of pull, focus, dreamy hallucinations, and and uh, and well, just 80s stabby fun. Yeah. I mean it's It's pretty cool. Here's another one that says Prime Night 2 is entertaining as a crazed killer flick. Uh, but it's a fun fantasy horror on top of that. Yeah, you kind of get away from the from the uh, serial killer mon- you know setup of what we get with the original. And we're more into a supernatural Freddy Krueger spiritual revenge kind of flick, right? Because she's got all those powers that we just assume you know uh, a a vengeful spirit would have, like traveling through electricity and being able to just change things and make people hallucinate and you know, it it ties into all that 80's stuff that we just uh, we appreciate. So, let's see uh, as far as a cast uh, not a lot to talk about that I know of, uh, our main character is Vicki Carpenter. There you go, I think maybe we're even taking a chance of using names of uh, past directors here. Uh, played by Wendy Lyon, and I'm not exactly sure what else she has been in, let's look. Y'all probably going, oh yeah, yeah you know, this, 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 and this. Uh... I'm looking, folks. I'm looking. Uh... I don't really... The Shape of Water. Shape of Water. She was in that. That's... Uh... That's about the only thing I've seen that she's been in. So... Uh doesn't matter because like I said we get a heavy, heavy dose of Michael Ironside and if you're a fan like I am you can't go wrong with that. Uh, I'm trying to get back to my page. He plays Bill Nordum and uh, Lisa Scroge plays Mary Lou which let's see what she's been in. She was in *Naw*, Food of the Gods, Part 2. A a high-flying movie for sure. Uh, That's the only thing I know of. But anywho, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think we've got the right characters for the movie to make this thing work. And uh, this thing is a lot of fun. You start off in the 50s like the 80s loves to do, right? Let's start off back then and bring it up to modern time. And uh, we, were, in case you don't know, if you totally missed growing up in the 80s, the 80s was fascinated with the 50s. It sounds weird. It, it, it's that thing though. You kind of grow up appreciating the things your parents lived through. It feels like it's a part of you, right? Just like, you know, a lot of kids like classic rock and stuff because their parents or our age group grew up playing that kind of music, and the kids kind of like it the same, right? So, yeah, I mean, we would have sock hops, all that kind of stuff at school back, you know, in this time period, which is, when you look back at it, it's like, yeah, it's kind of weird, but that's what it happened. Uh, so this starts in the 50s, and we meet Mary Lou. She's going into, this is heavily, you know, pushed on a Catholic church. Uh, scenario. It starts off with her in a confession booth and she talks about being promiscuous and being with all these different guys and being a bad girl. And then she finishes off by saying, and I I enjoyed every minute of it. And walks out of the booth. So it kind of sets up she's kind of a wild child for the time, right? It's prom night. She goes to prom. She's going with a young uh, Bill, which is Michael Ironside's character when he's young not played by Michael Ironside, but a young guy that looks a lot like him and uh, she goes with Bill, but she ends up messing around with other guys while she's there, and Bill finds out about it, and he's upset, and she's like hey, doesn't matter who you come with, it matters who you leave with right, so uh, she's already moved on to somebody else he's upset he's in the bathroom, kind of freshening up and uh, it's time to announce the queen. And there's a couple of guys that were making a stink bomb, which is an, an, an old-fashioned thing to do too. And they made this stink bomb, and it's got a fuse on it. And while they're making it, they find out the principal's coming. And then they're in the bathroom, so they end up ditching it, throw it in the trash, taking off. Well, Bill, being that he's upset, decides that I'm gonna ruin her getting the crown being nominated as queen by using the stink bomb. And while he goes overhead and she's accepting the crown, she hadn't got it yet, the girl goes to get it to put it on her head. Um, He throws down the stink bomb and again, he lights the fuse and when it comes down, it gets too close to her dress and it catches Mary Lou on fire and she burns to death. And the other guy that she was messing around with acts like he tries to put her out with his jacket, but then he just kind of backs off. So, she's taking in all this while she's burning alive, right? And she even looks up and sees uh, Bill up there. Then we flash forward 30 years, and Bill is now the principal of a school. Is he a principal of a school? Yeah. And, uh, His son is in love with a a young Vicki Carpenter. And she's in a household where the mom is super strict. The dad's, you know, on her side. She's, it's getting close to prom time and she's wanting a new dress. But her mom says, nope, your green dress will be fine. And plus, she's going to make her dress real conservative, all that kind of stuff. But she's in love with the principal's son. The mom don't like that. So it's one of those relationships, right? But she's basically she's a good girl, right? And uh, as the story goes on, and because it's from 30 years later, um, there's a, a an old uh, traveling uh, clothes bag box. Cabinet—it's <laughs> one of those old-style traveling cases that you keep all your clothes in. And apparently, all the stuff uh, from the incident that happened at this school is uh, put away in this in this box, right? To be locked away and sealed forever. And there's another young character we get introduced to, and again, we're we're getting ready for prom, and you get your your whole showcase of. Of regulars here, right? You get the girls that are the snooty girls that get whatever they want. One of them's trying to rig the uh, the election of the queen because she wants to be queen and she's, you know, getting with the the nerdy computer whiz who's in charge of all the voting, the electronic voting, and she's trying to rig that, which, you know, she uh, has to pay for that <laughs> in her own terms. Um, so you get all these characters, and we meet this young lady who is kind of the oddball. She's got the crazy hair, dresses kind of wild. She, she's talking about going to prom, but she's all upset. And turns out, I mean, in a flash, we find out this young lady has been involved with the person, and she thought that, she, that, he, that this guy liked her. And she keeps calling him and leaving him messages, but he won't call her cat back. And then we find out she's also pregnant. So she's got one of those situations going on, and she's real upset. And because you know, because prom is so important, <laughs> you know. I, again, I'm a guy, so I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get the whole, you know, the whole thing. But anywho. Um, but then this girl goes upstairs to find something to wear, right? Going through old play costumes and stuff, and she finds this the, the big, you know, traveling case and finds the crown that was Mary Lou's crown that she never got put on her head, and she pulls that crown out and tries to take one of the jewels out. And actually she does. And when she does, it wakes up Mary Lou's spirit, and now it's all happening. And just like in uh, the original Night on the Street when the boy gets strangled to death in the jail cell by his blanket, that kind of happens here with this girl. She gets hung up over the lights and strangled to death by a cape that she's wearing. So you get all these things that are really tied into the other movies that we enjoy. And from there, uh, as this movie goes on, she ends up possessing Vicki taking over her body and causing havoc uh, knocking off all these other teens one by one and also getting her revenge on the guys that did this to her back 30 years ago Um, there's a lot of Nightmare on M Street in this movie lots of dream state uh, stuff that's done really well there's some effects that I was like wow that's actually really good. There's a scene where uh, Vicki is in her room and she knows there's an evil spirit there because she's got this huge rocking horse that's in her room and the face of it becomes kind of possessed. It's got red eyes and she's trying to get the spirit to leave and it throws her on the bed and throws a sheet over her and all of a sudden you start seeing all these hands coming up around her and grabbing her. So it's very well done. There's a scene where she goes through a chalkboard and pulled into a dark pool, and there's the letters that were written on the board or floating around. I mean, it, it, it's it's really well done. And uh, I'd forgotten so much of this, I guess because we were just bombarded with movies at the time. But uh, going back and seeing this new, it's really made me think, wow, you know, this, is, this movie was very ambitious for it being what it is, and uh, I'm, I'm sure, I didn't do any research on this, but I'm sure that they wanted to capitalize off the name of Prom Night, and just, even though it has nothing to do with the original, I mean absolutely nothing, uh, it just seemed a way, a, a way to capitalize off that Prom Night name, and uh, you know what, so what, doesn't matter this thing is fun and uh, it's very very well done. I think the casting is right. Uh, you kind of get pulled in. You got Michael Ironside, who's doing his best? John Saxon. I mean that's that's the best you can describe this, right? But uh, that's kind of where I'm gonna leave it because if you have not seen this one, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's, it's that fun factor that we're missing with the movies now. Um, I think horror movies are supposed to be a little tongue-in-cheek. They can make you go, wow, that was crazy, instead of trying to be so realistic. I mean, you know, the whole point of making horror movies is to help you deal with the evil that really happens. So, hey, movie makers, bring that back. Bring back the fun, right? Uh... Yeah, there's some great jump scares or popcorn shots, whatever you want to call it in this. It's it's just good. It's good all the way around. And uh, that transformation of Vicki turning into Mary Lou, where she's even using the language from the 50s, see you later, alligator, that's my name, don't wear it out. All these kind of things starts happening. She starts dressing different. Everybody's going, what is going on with her, right? I, I like all that. You know, that's definitely an 80s trope, but uh, there's a scene where Vicky becomes the prom queen, and things just go from there, and uh, there's some impressive stuff in this movie as far as effects, so do yourself a favor, check this one out, I give this a four out of five, Uh, I'm gonna say a 4.5 out of five, I think this is very enjoyable. Uh, a lot better than I remember and it holds up so do yourself a favor check out Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2 it's on Tubi for free yo all right that's it for this one let me know if you got any recommendations and uh we'll try to get them as ASAP till then we will check you later